Hey everybody, this is Sam and you're listening to The Deep End Podcast, the show that provides you with juicy relationship, sexual and personal development tips. A podcast for deep thinkers and feelers who love personal growth and want to experience healthy relationships. Today I have a guest who I fell madly in love with as soon as I saw one of his uh, reels on Instagram. It resonated with me in so many ways on so many levels. And this person is James Gill, aka Fish. So James is a heart coach, a yoga teacher, and a transformational facilitator based in Australia and working internationally. He is committed to the global spread of conscious communication practices that enable all beings to experience love in every moment that it appears to have gone missing. Fish teaches in yoga studios in Perth, Indonesia, and Sri Lanka, and on teacher trainings in Australia and Sri Lanka. His warm, compassionate teaching style draws on his experiences as an educator, bad actor, and loving, fallible father of two young adults. Thank you so much for joining me, James. It's It's such a pleasure, Sam. Oh, I'm so excited to have this conversation. Great. Let's do it well then. Yes. (laughs) Well, I feel like with your communication skills, it will only go well. Um, Okay. So... We were briefly having a conversation before we hit record on this podcast, and it's around this theme of consent in conversation. And I have a hard time um, accepting this rule of engagement that I've heard in the conscious community or spaces around, you know, that space of like being just relationship rules, I guess. And it's like, this rule of needing to grant somebody consent to communicate or express themselves authentically and truthfully. And this aligns with one of the first reels I ever watched that you shared around this particular theme. So I'd love to hear from you what your experience has been with this theme. Cool. Well, I'm wondering if we could get quite specific just just in order to get super practical. Yeah. Do you, do you feel to share like kind of a specific scenario in which that might have come up for you or or been experienced by others? And you can you can kind of make it general to kind of protect the the innocent if you wish. Yeah, is I that, will. Is that going to work for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely keep it general. Um, okay, so it's in um, moments where like I might I'll use myself as an example, engaging with somebody else. I might share something vulnerable, intimate personal about myself only to be met with somebody um saying in return whoa I didn't consent to what you've just shared is that specific enough yeah that's really specific yeah Yeah. awesome beautiful cool so so um before I kind of dig into what's happening there in the background and how we might practically navigate those times where we're actually just wanting to be you know, express ourselves authentically in the moment, just naturally, and we haven't haven't thought two more things about it, and yet suddenly we're met with a response that we didn't count on. Before we dive into that specifically, you know, it, this is it's a beautiful example of how, as soon as a moment of uncertainty comes, we the the mind leads us into polarization. So. You can notice for you in that moment, it's like suddenly it feels like something's wrong. Did you feel that? Like 
yeah you, you've just you've just been sharing and they've met you with this response that says hey wait i didn't i didn't authorize you i didn't grant you permission and you're like hang on a sec what so there's this natural sense of something's wrong and the, the one of the unconscious assumptions that we make immediately as soon as uncertainty arrives is that there's something wrong mm. and one of the very important kind of things to start to see about any moment of conflict which will arise out of any moment of uncertainty or challenge or change is that while we see something while we see the moment as something's wrong here we immediately go into our corners we pull away from the moment and we become oppositional and one of the benefits of starting to become familiar with and masterful at communicating your way through conflict is you start to actually be able to feel more at ease with being in conflict and see nothing's wrong here mm. it's just that it's a moment of uncertainty and we've gone into opposition the benefit of seeing this moment as not wrong is that we can stay present and open to it and actually Think about any moment of conflict you've ever experienced and what's, what's happening beneath the surface is unmet needs are being presented. Mm. You know, specifically in that moment for you, your unmet need of being received and their unmet need of feeling um, uh, re um, requested of or, or invited or... Um, mm. giving, giving permission mm. so up comes these two unmet needs naturally in the face of unmet needs we kind of become polarized and oppositional but the beautiful thing about seeing moments of conflict as the presentation of unmet needs is that when we can stay present and meet those needs it takes the relationship deeper it's mm. the only way it's the only way we take the relationship deeper mm. we don't take the relationship deeper in moments where unmet needs are not being met because then we're just staying on the plateau. Mm -hmm. We only ever get deeper emotional intimacy with another human being. I mean, friends, family, siblings, mother, daughter, whatever. We only ever get deeper emotional intimacy by seeing and tending to unmet needs. It's the only pathway deeper. So when we can start to see moments of conflict mm. as the doorway to deeper intimacy, then we can become quite excited about them, actually, if we've got the tools. Otherwise, they will forever be moments where we have to pull away and shut down and defend ourselves and feel the victim or the villain. Oh. Mm. So, so then if we, tend, if, we, if we look towards the situation that you've presented as, like, what, what, what is being presented here? Like, what's... How is this a pathway for deeper understanding? So, so let's start with in that moment, what, what was your intention? What were you wanting? What were you hoping to feel? Mm. What were you wishing it went like? What were you needing? What were you imagining it could have gone like? And let's feel into that because that's one aspect of your heart is your heart's yearning and mm -hmm. what were you longing for what you what were you sharing in order to feel let's go there if you might for a moment and there's what, no limit there's no limit here 
Mm, yeah. So what's Cause coming? Because you, you yeah. weren't longing for it to go shit-shaped like it did. Absolutely not. I was like, Got it. Yeah, I was craving and yearning for connection yeah. and intimacy. Yeah. And uh, like I wear my heart on my sleeve. So yeah. I love to share from that space of um, yeah, like the way the conversation flowed was to I guess, uncover this particular topic around um, some common themes. So for me as a woman, like it was around just getting out of my head. And so um, Mm. wanting to just create conversation and create connection. That's, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And what would what would creating conversation and connection afford your heart? What would you be able to feel? What what like ah oh, in your heart would you experience? What emotions oh. were you yearning for? The emotions. Mm, I like this. This is yeah. This is yummy. Um, because the heart always yearns for beautiful things. Yeah. It's it's like an expansive openness that I'm feeling yeah. and it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. I wanted to feel expansive. I wanted to feel open. Curious. Yeah. Seen. Curious, seen. Heard. Understood. Understood, yep. Yeah. Received. Yeah. Safe. Yep. Safe. What were you yearning for for them? I bet you weren't yearning for what? we'll find out soon was the was the impact but what were you hoping they would experience in their heart through your sharing oh just like understanding of Mm. what it's like to be a woman sometimes yeah and um yeah just curiosity yeah you wanted them to experience curiosity. Openness and, and expansiveness as well. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So, you know, pause for a moment and just, you know, this insight into the fact that in any moment of upset, what my heart yearns for is beautiful. Mm. This is one of the four truths of the moment that mm-hmm. in any moment, even if I'm throwing bricks at someone across a busy freeway, even if I'm, you know, <laughs> setting fire to my ex-wife's um, drawings, like yeah. anything, that what my heart actually yearns for behind whatever I'm doing, whether it appears lovely or unlovely, the heart is yearning for things. Beautiful things, safe things, stable things, joyful things, relief, ease, connection, to feel loved, to be seen, to feel valued. The heart yearns for that. The heart never yearns for pain. Mm. And it, it's your, your heart in that moment is yearning for beautiful things for you. You're also yearning for beautiful things for them. right? Mm. So from the point of view of your yearning, the fact that it goes shit shaped for them is quite the surprise isn't it it's like absolutely what what where did we go wrong yeah 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 (laughs) and and what happens quite naturally is that mind goes well because my because my intention is so wonderful and because it's alive in me 
then their reaction is a bit not right. It's a bit not, it's a bit inappropriate. It's not fitting. They've got it wrong. They've mistaken me. They've misunderstood me. And then the mind quickly, before we've even taken a breath, decides something about them. Well, they're being a bit this, they're a prude, they're nasty, they're controlling, uh-huh. they're vindictive, they're and and is there a little is there a little um, decision that your mind made made about them in response to how they responded? Totally, I went. I was triggered by that. I was like, I'm so sick and tired of conscious people, spiritual people using this word, throwing like I'm not going to hide my expression. And yeah, Got it. so it's like so. Your analysis defense. was I've been asked to hide my expression. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And we, we might even get sort of more articulate about what we might have judged them to be. You're, you're a such and such that uh-huh. that happened. But mm-hmm. anyway, so I'll just let you keep that privately, but just notice that happens in the mind mm-hmm. effortlessly because we're, we've taken some action based on some beautiful longing in our heart and it's so good and we want such good things that because they, they're reacting like they are, we just go, hang on, that's not you know that's that's your shit and that means you are such and such right this is beautiful yeah so this happens because this happens because we have this unconscious belief this is what i mean about conscious communication let's let's pay attention to that which has previously been unconscious Mm -hmm. we have an unconscious belief that because we're sending love they should receive it as love Mm -hmm. That's natural. If I send someone some candles for their birthday and I think they should receive candles, right? That's yeah. that's natural. However, the universal law of karma says that everything I do has both intended and unintended consequences. Mm. Have you ever snuck around at night when you've got housemates, snuck around at 2 a.m. trying to be really quiet and that made you drop the spoon really loudly? Yes. <laughs> So there's an example of like I had my intention, but then I created unintentional consequences, right? Mm. It, I was louder than I would otherwise have been through trying to be quiet. Have you ever um, have you ever not shared what a friend shared with you in confidence, not shared that with another friend in order to honor the first friendship, mm-hmm. only to only to create a situation with your second friend found out about it and thinks you've been deceptive? Yeah. So there's a situation in which your positive intention of keeping the first, the keeping the honoring the integrity of the first relationship leads to an outcome that you didn't plan for of feeling like the second friendship gets to be dishonored. Wow. So everything we do, it's like if I go to the shop and buy the last roll of dunny paper so I can wipe my ass. <laughs> The unintended consequence of that is that the next person comes to an empty shelf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I want that? No, I wanted the toilet paper. Did Mm. I create the empty shelf? Yes, I did. Did I mean it? No, I didn't. Mm. Did that happen? Yes, it did. So, So the law of karma is that everything we do creates both intended and unintended consequences. But somewhere, somewhere in us, and I don't know why, I can't answer why, but somewhere in us we have this unconscious belief that that because I did a loving thing, it should land as loving. Mm-hmm. And when it doesn't, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Got it. 
So if we use the toilet paper analogy, I'll be standing in the supermarket checkout going, buddy, I just need to, I just, I don't have any dummy paper at home. And, <laughs> and, and he will be like, I can't believe you left me with no dummy paper. Mm. Oh my so God, we're, ha- we're having, yeah. yeah, so we're having, we're having a different conversation to each other in the moment, but we think it's the same conversation, but it's not. He's talking about the unintended pain and I'm talking about my yearning. So let's bring that back to your situation. What might have been, so I'm very clear that you would never have wanted to create pain through what you did. In fact, I'm very clear that all, all of what you wanted was beautiful, very mm. clear. <laughs> and, and going with the law of karma, let's get interested and curious in what was the unintended pain that was created over there for that person while you had such loving intentions. What can you tell by how they responded as to what they might have been left feeling or worried about or concerned with or uncomfortable around? Um, and let's, let's use the heart to consult here because your heart knows that pain that was in their heart. Maybe. May, let's start with the word maybe, because by the way, this is the most difficult thing to do because we're still over there going, I, I've got no idea what pain I created because I was being yeah. so wonderful, right? But it's also like being mindful of not to project as well. Um, yeah, yeah, and of course, we're only, we're only guessing into it right now. Mm. We're only guessing into it. They're the authority on it, but we're just starting to guess into it rather than make them wrong for it and think that there shouldn't be any. We're going, what could there be? From their mm. behaviour, what might it have seemed as if to them? What might they have been left with? And you can you can get a flavour of it through what they did or said. Yeah. So I th- mm. doing Me? the work live, live. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's such an intimate experience as well because it yeah it involves somebody who. Um, meant a lot to me so that's why I'm being very delicate with how I articulate of course of course we can keep it we can keep it quite general what Um, might what might they have been left feeling perhaps maybe feel that they were feeling like thrown off center and potentially um Yeah, feeling like, from what I've been told, feeling like I was oversharing and being kind of um, like just venting about my experience rather than wanting to connect. And so then they didn't want to hold that position of wanting to hold space for me to vent because I was being potentially leaky with my communication. Again, I'm still cool. sitting in this heart space of like, I don't understand this, but this yeah, is what's yeah. been reflected back to me. Yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. And of course you are because like we're trying to speak to a truth that until now has been beyond our view. Mm, mm, mm. We're, we're, we're speaking to our truth of what we were yearning for. That's true. But there's also another true truth that also says there was unintended impact. And of course it's difficult to do because it's not alive in us. It's alive in them. It's not alive in us. Mm. And we didn't want it. So we just kind of want to push mm. it away and tell them they're a bit shit, right? 
just just a little bit shit. Could it? It feels like the reverse was happening because. Yeah. Yes. Got it. We'll come I to feel that. like yeah. Okay. Cool. We'll, we'll come yeah. to that because yeah. there's also pain in you and yearning in them. We'll yeah. get to that. We'll yes. That. Okay. Great. There's four truths. Um, four so, truths. Wow. So, so behind the analysis of like you're being leaky, you're venting. This is too much. What might the experience have been for them? What, what's what's the what's the what are the feelings that are arising for them such that they might have that analysis? Um, I'm feeling like unsafety. Yeah, like a yeah. sense of unsafety, uncertainty, uncertainty, maybe not not knowing how to respond, maybe yeah. a feeling of, of I'm holding something weighty. I've just been asked to hold something. I didn't mm. know I was going to hold something, so it might feel uncertain or weighty, mm. or maybe very delicate, like too delicate. Like if you ever if you've ever been past a newborn baby and you're like, oh God, really? You know, so it's like, <laughs> yes. I mean, we're just guessing into this, right? But they might have been left feeling like they didn't want to hold what they'd just been asked to hold. Mm-hmm. Right? For, for, you know, it might be, they might feel fear. There might be doubt. There might be uncertainty. There might be a feeling of overwhelm. There might be mm. fear. There might be a sense of like, I didn't know I was going to be holding this delicate thing. I didn't know the topic was going to be around this stuff. Um, I don't know how to respond. I don't know how to honor this space. Mm. Um, I, I, I didn't. I didn't really want to keep going down this route of conversation. Mm. And now we've just gone the next step deeper. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. of course we don't know. We don't know, right? Because they are the authority. And ultimately, ultimately, a conscious communication with them would be to invite them to share about how did that how was that received like what was the unintended pain that i might have just created for you because i see i and i hear that something some impact was made but at Mm. the moment without them here we're just actually starting to entertain the idea so then the universal truth we're left with is that in yearning to share authentically and be understood i might have left you feeling a bit overwhelmed and 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 um like you're holding something that you didn't know how to hold or mm-hmm. didn't or weren't ready to hold. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can you feel the deeper truth in that? Can you Absolutely. feel the truth of both of those? Yeah. So, so conscious communication strives to speak to universal truth. Okay, yep. The universal truth of that moment is the way I went about sharing something that was so important to me that I so wanted to feel received by because that would feel make me feel so understood and connected, left you feeling like you'd been holding holding something that you hadn't been asked whether you wanted to hold. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. When you speak that universal truth, they won't push back on it because they will feel like their truth has just been honoured. Mm. And you won't push back on it because you feel like your truth has just been honoured. Yeah. And it's much deeper than who's right or wrong because notice in that moment, no one's wrong. Yeah. You have a loving intention and they received some upset that was not intended. Yeah. So it's like validating ourselves and them, the other person. Yeah. 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 Without, without mutual validation, we will always go into opposition. Yeah. Because yeah. the mind tells the story that to resolve some moment of upset, someone needs to be wrong. Mm-hmm. So, so if the mind is doing that, you're, you're left with a choice. You're standing there going, wait, was I, did I do a shit thing then? Which would validate them. Or did they overreact? Which would validate me. Mm-hmm. 
But actually, neither of those is the truth because they just responded from the pain that they were in and you just moved from the yearning that you had. Yeah. The, tr- the truth is that you wanted such and such and it was received a different way. And that might sound very strange to your listeners to start with. It might be like, how does that happen? But you know what? You'll start it, when you start to look for that everywhere. You'll see it everywhere. It's oh. in every single conflict that's yeah. ever happened since the dawn of time. I'm, Someone wanted yeah. something and it was received a different way, and then the fight broke out about who was right and who was wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So interestingly, you know, this relates to Anahata Chakra, the the heart center, and the ex, the extension of the heart is from floating ribs at the bottom up to the collarbone bones at the top out through the arms to the fingertips so we're left with this very interesting sort of thing where we can actually hold our hands outstretched and in one hand i can hold my yearning and in the other hand i can hold your pain Mm. and while i can continue to hold those as both in equal measure then i can start to transform the moment as soon as i drop one of those in preference for the other the whole thing goes shit shaped and we go back into Russia, Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Are you, are you willing to look at the other two truths? Absolutely. This is the so... Because there's more. Yeah, it's really beautiful because I, I love that we've just jumped straight into the deep end. <laughs> um, what it feels like is like you're, you're pulling time, you're pulling apart time and you're like pulling this thread of like... Yes what actually happened let's go yes. deeper into the micro yes. moments of yes. what's going on unconsciously that we're not aware of yeah yes i love that yes we're looking at the mechanism that exists in our mind and their mind that will always lead us to conflict mm. that's not a mechanism we would ever choose it's always the mechanism that is engaged as soon as uncertainty rises mm-hmm. and it always leads us and then deeper into the shit mm-hmm. and we think it's the other person's fault and it's mm. actually just the mechanism of the mind that we're both wired with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it lies there unconsciously for our whole lives until we make it conscious. Yes, such freedom, is... such freedom when we get conscious around it. Okay, so oh, next two truths. Let's start with how was it for you that they responded like that? I mean, you just you just opened something that's, that I imagine is so tender. So tender, so important, so yearning to be received, so so needing to be honoured. Mm. What was it like for you that they that they went? Hang on a sec, I didn't give you permission for this. Oh, I went into defence. I was like, what? What did it leave you feeling? Let's go oh, into the pain, and the pain. and I want to honour the pain because the pain is real mm. and needs to be honoured. Mm. Thank you. Uh, I felt rejected. Yes. I felt rejected, disapproved, judged, yeah. shut down. Yes. Um, like controlled even. Yeah. Like I felt like I was, tr- they were trying to control me and yeah. my behavior. As if I can't be me. Yeah. 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 And that's all I wanted was to be me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so controlled, like you were disallowing me to be authentically me. I felt yeah. judged. I felt um, thought, thought poorly of, I felt mm-hmm. um, dismissed, shut down, yeah. turned away from. 
Can I just note that it's really easy for me to acknowledge my own pain, but I'm noticing that there's still like, I mean, yes, we've gone through unpacking the truth of what they were feeling and their pain. And there's, you know, there's natural resistance, I guess, of like accepting that and still wanting to be right. Yeah. There's that part of yeah. my brain, my totally. mind. Of course. I'm just Beautiful. like, I'm still right in this, you know. Yeah. Like- Beautiful, Sam. Thank you. That was very, it's very skillful that you speak to that because until, yeah. unless we can speak to that the way the mind always wants to cling on. Mm-hmm then we won't ever be able to really do this masterfully. And, you know, I, I said, shared before we started, I'm just on week seven of my week nine of my nine week group coaching calls. And, mm. and all we chewed on today is all the ways in which people don't want to do this work because it feels like relinquishing something. Mm-hmm. It feels like surrendering and rolling over to something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but actually when we become masterful, it helps us speak our needs very clearly mm. in a way that opens their heart to our needs. So I won't mm-hmm. ever ask you to relinquish. But of course, at the moment, if, if, because what I'm asking to do is dissolve right and wrong. And as I yeah. ask you to dissolve right and wrong, it feels like that makes you wrong. Right? Yeah, Naturally. absolutely. And so just noticing my ego in that, wanting yeah. to really yeah. like, it's, it's, it's a, the power struggle of like just yeah. going, landing into the heart. Yeah. And I imagine anybody listening may feel the same sort of thing if you're, you're relating this to a scenario yeah. that you've experienced. Like yeah. that, that's natural. Yes, absolutely. When you're first learning about this sort of stuff. It's essential. Okay. It's, it's 13 years down the track and that's exactly what happens to me as soon as I reach for the tools. I'm like, fuck you, they're wrong, I'm right. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait a second, and I know something else here. I know, okay. I know a deeper truth. Yeah, right. so yeah. skillfully pointed to. And yeah. by the way, the, the reason that you're holding on to that I'm right and they're wrong story is so that your pain and your yearning get to be valid. Mm, mm, mm. And they mm. are. So good on you. It's just that it will lead to opposition if someone has to be wrong for mm-hmm. us to be valid. Yeah. Beautiful. So thank you. Yeah. All that pain is is alive in you in that moment. And so very easily it seems to us as if they wanted our pain. Mm. Now let's come back to the law of karma that everything we and others do creates both intended and unintended impact. Mm -hmm. The unconscious belief that we have, this is number two, the first unconscious belief was just because I was doing a loving thing, you should have received it as love. Mm. Unconscious assumption number two is just because I received pain, I make it mean that you wanted pain for me. Mm-hmm. So you unconsciously, must have, this is happening. Yeah, this is happening unconsciously. We would never be that. We would never make that decision consciously because it leads us into pain. It happens unconsciously, mm-hmm. and it just seems that because I feel controlled, they must have been what <laughs> Con- controlling. Mm. Just because I feel dismissed, that means you were being dismissive. Mm-hmm. Just because I feel excluded, you were being exclusive just because i feel made fun of that means you're a bully Mm. here we tie together our pain and their yearning as if they're one but actually in truth they're distinct they're distinct so here is the toughest question i could ever ask you okay in the face of that upset yeah what could they have been yearning for 
in their response that's distinct from the feeling of not received, judged, controlled, dismissed, and rejected that landed in you? What might they have been? What might their beautiful, tender, loving heart have wanted for them or for you? See how tricky that question is because it's like the mind goes, what? Yeah, it, it, it given if it, this was a different circumstance and I hadn't unpacked it with this person, then yes, yeah, yeah. like I could see the You'd struggle. really struggle. Yeah, the struggle. And still now knowing what I know, it's a bit of a struggle um, yeah. of like really what is the truth beneath yeah. my perception of yes yes what, yeah because so, here's the thing yeah. our perception of them can't be the truth because mm-hmm. our perception of them is based on the evidence we have and our evidence is only a fragment of the possible evidence mm-hmm. like what you have to refer to in that moment right is your pain and your yearning mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. the only two things that are alive in you Mm-hmm. So that's your evidence. So it makes sense that your conclusion would be that they're being a bit of a dick and they shouldn't <laughs> have pain, right? <laughs> it makes sense because yes. that's the only evidence we have. So as I ask you to reach into their yearning, mm-hmm. you have to discard the evidence in favour of curiosity. Yeah. I wonder what they might have wanted instead of tying it to the pain I've got I'm not going to turn I'm not going to say I don't have pain I absolutely do and I'll speak until I die about the pain Mm, that that created mm. and and what were they hoping for I feel like when I'm tuning in and I guess Mm. like I have a sense of skills to die hasn't it the ego has to die (laughs) but I also have a sense and an understanding of like the way Yes, we operate. As, yeah, you know, yes. I have a set of skills that allows me to sort of reach into that space. Yes. So I don't know if <laughs> that's just anyway. What I'm thinking and feeling is that they, and also you've kind of touched on this as well, or we've kind of explored this. But what I'm feeling is the yearning for safety and a bit of a disclaimer to hold the delicate newborn baby. A so disclaimer that, like like you can't you can't drop it or you can't treat it wrong. So it's yes. okay to hold it because you can't do it poorly. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Like mm. a, like a, like like being being reassured. Yeah, being yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've giving them a direction of like you can't break it, you can't drop this baby is almost like trying to control their behavior and the way they respond. Yeah. So it's more, I think that what the does tr- their heart yearn for? Yeah, their heart safety. is what safety. Else? Yeah. And uh intention mm-hmm. and presence mm-hmm. and connection in their own way. Because mm-hmm. connection is subjective. Got it. Their their heart's yearning for connection maybe. And let's not overthink this. Let's actually just kind of feel into, you know, what's the the yearning behind me saying, hey, wait, you didn't 
I didn't give consent for this conversation. Protection? Protection. Mm, yeah, that feels, that feels true. Yeah. Safety, a lack of, and here, here's, here's a great insight is that their yearning, just like our yearning, will partly be compromised of what's the pain that we're trying to get out of? What's the discomfort that we want less of through taking this action? So when we've felt into their pain, which mm. might have been a sense of um, overwhelm or pressure or uncertainty, maybe, maybe, hey, I didn't ask for, I didn't give consent for this is a yearning to get out of uncertainty mm. or out of overwhelm. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Part of our yearning is always to get out of our pain. Yes. Yeah, I see that. Or to get out of uncertainty or to get out of difficulty or to get out of the potential risk. Yeah. Our heart, our heart wants ease. The heart always wants ease. So once mm. we can start to understand that behind someone's hurtful, vindictive, malicious actions is some deeper yearning where the heart actually longs to feel a certain better way. Mm, mm, We're mm. not condoning the behavior, but we are starting to go, wow, they took action based on some beautiful yearning. They wanted to feel more of or less of. Mm -hmm. And it created unintended pain for us. That's also real. That's also worthy of loving awareness. Mm. So the way that they went about, and, you know, you might spend some time more feeling into what is, what were they yearning for? What did they want to feel? What mm. did they want to feel reassured about? What did they want? What pain did they want me to be aware of? Like, is that, was that them speaking? I feel, I feel risk. I feel tenderness. I feel, I feel vulnerability. I feel overwhelm. Mm -hmm. I feel weight. Yeah, I definitely, you've just hit the nail on the head when you said, what pain did they want me to be aware of? Because mm. their response, there was, with, there was pain. Yeah, I said something that had nothing to do with them, but it had an impact, yes. an unintentional yes. impact that caused yes. them pain. And I, I feel like yes. that's... Yes. Yeah. And, and notice that you just used the word but in there to link, to link your beautiful intention and the impact, the unintended impact. And a beautiful practice is to start recognizing where we use the word but because but, but brings awareness to the second part of what we say and mm -hmm. dismisses the first part. And... Yeah, if we replace it with the word and, mm. then neither the first part or the second part are in preference to the other. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is mutuality. This is where I can mm. say my loving intention created pain for you and your loving intention created pain for me. Mm. And I'm going to hold all four of those things and I'm going to fiercely love all four of those truths mm. until the notion that someone has to be wrong here is dissolved. Wow. Why is that handy? 
because then each of us get to be loved in any way forward. Mm. Wow. Prior to that, two truths are alive in us, two truths are alive in them, and we fight about who's right. And we miss the whole freaking point. Yeah. That all the time that we're going about loving, it's also unintentionally landing as unloving. I mean, I, I have a list like as long as my arm of moments in my life just in the last week mm-hmm. where my loving intention created some unintended hurt in someone's life. Mm. And I can either fight against that or become very masterful at noticing it and cleaning it up because yeah. it will continue to happen like over and over and over again. Yeah. And the ways in which I go about loving me leave other people feeling unloved. And the ways in which I go about trying to reassure someone leaves them feeling like I'm dismissing them. Wow. You know, it's like yeah. it's just it's actually everywhere, which yeah. to start with is a bit heartbreaking and a bit confusing, but it becomes mm. incredibly liberating because we can clean up unintended pain like that. This is very acute awareness to the unconscious patterns of behavior that are yeah. at play in relationships, yeah. not yeah. just romantic, but any form of relationship. Any, any, human, any relationship. In fact, any, any, any relationship that I've got to anything, actually. Yeah, yeah. There's a relationship that I've got to myself mm. where some of the things that I go about doing in the hope of feeling a certain way leave me feeling a whole other way you know that's a that's a beautiful understanding of addiction is that what i'm yearning for in some addictive behavior is not at all the pain that it creates i'm yearning for an alleviation of pain i'm yearning for connection and feeling freedom and whatever liberation whatever Mm -hmm. it is excitement connection Mm -hmm. and and the unintended pain of of those addictive behaviors is that I'm left feeling shameful and guilty and stuck and, you know, confused. And so, you know, this idea that our, our loving intention and the pain that we create, they coexist. So let's just really get interested in them. (laughs) Wow. This is like tickling all the parts of me that are absolutely Oh, I'm just like, this is, yeah, mm. so fulfilling, this conversation. Yeah. It's really nourishing and yeah. fulfilling. Wow. And, it, you know, there's yeah. freedom. There's, you know, I'll, I'll speak on a general level here, mm-hmm. not specifically to you. I'm not going to tell you what you're feeling right now. But when we do this, when we bring awareness to the four truths, each of the four truths actually sets ourselves free. Mm-hmm. So when I ask you to reach into your yearning and really mm. spend some time there and notice how beautiful it is, what happens in your heart? Oh, it does the thing that it's yearning for. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, expands. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what's, it, what's it like for you when I ask you to feel into the unintended upset that you might have created through your loving actions? I feel, like, sad, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I want, I'm almost in tears just having so many revelations from this conversation. Yeah, from... yeah. so it's like there is compassion, feeling with. Compassion. Feeling with. You start mm. to feel into them 
which is also, by the way, what you feel when you find, when you look for someone else's pain, what you find is it's all our, it's all pain. It's, it's pain that we know mm. in them, in us, in, in our sisters, in our grandmothers, in the person that we haven't spoken to for eight years because of what they did. Mm-hmm. We'll always find, we just find this universal truth of pain. Mm-hmm. What happens when I ask you to feel into your pain? And, and really see it and love it and validate it and articulate it so clearly and, and mm. honorably, what happens to you? Uh, judgment is dissol- dissolved, you know, like in this whole process, I've been judging my own pain. and Of course you have. You know, like, that's what the mind does. Yes. Yeah, the like- Not only do we judge them, we also turn on in ourselves secretly mm. this judgmental, like I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't feel the way I feel abandoning ourselves actually that's the first thing that came to mind when you asked me the question was self-abandonment but it didn't make sense but i see now how it does yeah 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 Yeah. so so bringing validity and honoring our own pain without needing to say why where it comes from Mm -hmm. (laughs) whose fault it is whether Mm -hmm. or not it should be they're actually just Mm -hmm. saying right now i have the feeling of rejection alive in me and i have deep sorrow and i have anger and i have frustration and confusion and disappointment and Mm. it's all alive in me right now Mm. and as soon as we can create that space for ourselves in Mm -hmm. that truth we go (sighs) we just get the contents yeah contentment getting the contents and then what happens in the fourth fourth truth when i say what might they have been yearning for behind that thing that brought you pain what happens for you and you can really reach into them trying to get out of discomfort what might they have been yearning for behind the meaning i make about their pain is that the question what might they have been yearning for behind saying hey you know Mm -mm, behind their pain um What's the yearning in their heart? And what happens when you feel into that? Is that love, expansive? Yeah. Love is the first thing that comes yeah. to mind. Yeah, yeah, they're yearning for love. Yeah, and what happens when you can feel into their yearning for love? What happens in you? Compassion. Yeah. Empathy. Yeah. So now notice they're not even in the room with us right now. Mm. And we haven't had them to do anything different. Mm. and we haven't had them to acknowledge anything Mm -hmm. and we haven't needed them to recognize anything or to see it a certain way Mm -hmm. we've just brought our awareness which is the only awareness we can ever bring to anything by the way we can't bring someone else's awareness to something i can only Mm. bring my awareness to something or not So we've just brought our awareness to the four truths and Mm. already each of the four truths just opens our heart oh my heart now, is so open <laughs> yeah now we're not saying what you did is okay with me we're saying what you did had some loving intention and it didn't land that way for me mm. and we're not saying you're not saying your pain is bullshit now we're saying you must have had some unintended pain behind what i'd hoped had been loving yeah welcome to the law of karma yeah and it, oh, I cannot, it's just the synchronicity of this conversation is wild. Mm. Um, what I'm hearing is that with 
this approach to our conversations and conflict, mm. we resolve or result in a, a state of acceptance mm. and rather than resistance. Mm. I mean, I mean, pr- when you look back on the on the what our understanding of the truth prior to this mm. was that I was being really you know, I was being really open and sharing wonderfully and Mm -hmm. their pain was a bit crappy. So that means they're a bit, they made it all about them or they're a bit whatever, controlling or resistant. Mm. And and I felt really upset and so they must have been like just being a bit of a dick. Mm. So that's that's the natural form that our truth takes. What all I've done is led you into four, the four truths. You've, yeah, it's like this is the conscious thing that I've said. This is what I'm consciously aware of, my perception of the situation. And you've gone into the unconscious of what's really going on beneath the surface. Yeah, yeah, the absolute universal truth of it, such that if you spoke that truth, all four quadrants to that other person, they wouldn't fight you on it. They would be like, (sighs) they would, we, we set them free. Yeah. And us free without needing them to do anything this because is... if, if what I taught was needing someone to do something different, it wouldn't be powerful at all. It, in fact, it would be a pathway to disempowerment because we can't ever get anyone to do anything differently. Absolutely. And it's like the mirror, you know, of like my craving and desire for authentic expression that's just being mirrored back to me, you know, like in that specific example. Yeah. Yeah, in a way that it was totally concealed from your view because it just naturally is. Yeah. Yeah, amazing work, amazing work. So yeah. your ability to bring that moment to us has been has been able to create some freedom around that. It's so funny, actually, because often I'm, I'm working with a client on a particular scenario, looking yeah. at the four truths, and we do a whole lot of other stuff, but this is the essence of it. Yeah. And then they, they'll be like, you know, that an hour later they'll get a message from someone who they hadn't spoken to for all that time just because energetically that started to stand in a place of love or compassion. Mm, and so mm. something had been freed up, mm. something freed up, something, some channel opened, some channel of love opened again. And mm. here's the other thing I just want to say on that, like there's a reciprocity in the heart. Have we got time? Have we got time? For I've got life? time. Yeah. I've got okay. time. Do you have time? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Great. The heart yeah. is reciprocal. The heart's reciprocal. Notice mm. that. Notice that if, you know, if the wonderful women you live with, if you go home and, they, and you get some sort of acknowledgement about how wonderful you are or how grateful they are for you, no, naturally your heart opens. Mm-hmm. That they open to you and so you naturally open to them. The heart's mm-hmm. reciprocal. We, we open to openness. But notice in that situation that you just shared, you were opening, but they seemed to close and then you closed. Mm-hmm. And you feel how you wanted to close towards their closing. Yeah. Like if someone dismisses you, criticizes you, blames you, you close naturally to their closing. The heart's reciprocal, right? Yeah. So this is uncomfortably true. Yeah, we open to opening naturally, all of us, not just you, we all naturally open to opening. And mm. that might sound like acceptance, it might sound like being forgiven, it might sound like being congratulated, or being honored, or mm. being taught being told we're loved or whatever. We open to opening, we close to closing. The problem with that is that conflict consists of us having close to their closing. Mm-hmm. And they've closed to our closing. 
Mm-hmm. And so we're in a Mexican standoff. And so we might find ourselves in relationships where we're like, screw you for 10 years because I will only open to you when you do X, Y, Z to open to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they will close to that closing. <laughs> so we stay close to each other. And, and close, closed is all over the planet, by the way. And so how do we restart the reciprocal flow of love? We have to be prepared to do the opening mm-hmm. for them to open. Not that we have to, not that it's their fault, not that we even, like, I don't care. Go ahead and don't, right? (laughs) However, if you do, if you do want love where it has gone missing, start the reopening. Mm -hmm. I don't mean come and say you're an asshole and I'm I'm an asshole, I'm sorry, I was wrong. That's, That's not the truth. The truth is my loving intention landed as pain in your world, didn't it? Mm. There's some of the opening. And the other one is, here's pain that I've got that I know now that you would never have wanted for me. Mm. More opening. <laughs> and in the face of their pain being honoured and their yearning being honoured, they just want to open to your opening. And then we get them open to us, which is what we wanted the whole time. And it's what they wanted the whole time. Wow. So it's like you're... Oh, <sighs> so... <laughs> okay. Just letting you need that... to take a few breaths. Yeah, just letting that land. <laughs> Because it's almost cryptic, right? Like it's 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 kind of kind of, but it's also just blatantly obvious. It's it? blatantly kind of. obvious, yes. <laughs> but you're, it's been concealed this whole time. <laughs> you're like you're breaking it down. So you've got the four quadrants. I'm going to repeat back to you how I've understood it. You've got the four cool. quadrants. So there's my truth in my expression. There's their truth in their pain, and then the pain that they express may cause pain within me then there's my truth in my pain and then there's truth in their loving intention and so yeah what we've, you're both, sa- we've both got intention and both pain yes both pain both intention and so what you're speaking into is removing one layer of like oh maybe not maybe i've misinterpreted so it's like there's my loving intention and their pain that they've experienced yes and then before it gets to the next stage of them inflicting pain onto me, for example, using that example, I then can respond with what you've just shared of, oh, I'm noticing that my loving intention has caused you pain. Do you want to speak into that? Do you want to tell me what yeah. you're experiencing? So you're yeah. not going back yeah. and forth creating this conflict. So you're. Yeah, because naturally, naturally, yeah. in the old model, the, the natural unconscious model we just make them wrong for the pain they're expressing yeah. we don't yeah. even rece- we don't even get interested in it we're just too busy feeling the pain in response to their pain response and so we retaliate yeah instead of saying hey i'm aware that what i what i shared hoping that it would create connection between us has actually maybe left you feeling really quite uncomfortable or imposed upon and and i'm here mm. for you to be able to express that Mm. my loving intent my my hope for connection has been received i think over there as as maybe overwhelm or or hurt or misunderstanding Mm. i'll give you i'll give you an example that i use a lot my my loving intention of uh, my daughter's 22 and when she turned 22 i just wanted to give this speech about the character her character which is she's a remarkable human Mm-hmm. so I spoke to her character and I was very emotional and everyone else was crying I'm getting emotional <laughs> and she's sitting there going shut up dad I hate you for doing this to me so oh, the unintended wow. pain for her is that she feels unfairly put on the spot 
Mm. Like I've made it all about me. Like I've just dragged the light mood into dad's heavy emotional stuff and it feels really unfair to her. So in that moment I can say, hey, I, I think in, in wanting to speak to your character in the hope of being fully expressed in my love for you, mm. I've left you feeling completely overwhelmed and angry and hurt. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, got it. See how we're just standing in the truth there. I'm not saying she's being ridiculous and she's yeah. not saying I'm being thoughtless. <laughs> but that is what we naturally do. I would judge her reaction as being mm. unreasonable and she would judge mm. me as I can't believe you always want to, you know, you always want to create this you know, you always want me to feel embarrassed or mm. whatever. Yeah. So coming back to coming back to um, the restarting the reciprocal flow of love. Mm-hmm. In any moment of upset between me and you, I can spend years waiting for you to restart love between us, but that's mm. going to just land on you as me blaming you. Mm-hmm. like it's yours to fix mm. or I can try on this approach of actually restarting the flow of love between us mm-hmm. people misinterpret that as like which is a deeply compassionate process for me and for you people misinterpret that as being um, as taking on someone's stuff for them or as not having clear boundaries but when I get really masterful at the four truths, I express my boundaries by saying, by, by articulating the truth of my yearning, mm. which, is, which is non-negotiable. For me, to, for my yearning heart to be fulfilled is non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. It's just that some of the ways I go about it create pain. So let's work on the ways I go about it. Mm-hmm. And the pain I'm in is absolutely not what I will ever live with. Like I'm not going to continue to feel the pain that I get around how you go about your yearning, but I see your beautiful yearning and I want that to be fulfilled in a way that doesn't bring me pain. Mm -hmm. So let's have that discussion. How might you go about, how might you go about letting me know of your upset in a way that doesn't leave me feeling blamed? To my daughter, to my daughter, I've got some ideas around how you could express the pain that that brought up for you in a way as it doesn't leave me feeling like you're saying I'm a bad dad. Personal responsibility, radical personal responsibility on both sides. Yeah, Yeah. but I'm not needing them. I'm not needing you in a conflict between me and you. I'm not needing you to do anything different because if I am needing you to do anything different, I've given the power of resolution to you. Yeah. And instead I'm just saying I will lead the way back to four truths and I hope that you'll come with me. And if you don't, I'm going to continue to just even validate that because Mm -hmm. if you don't, if you don't want to right now, it's just more of your pain. It's more valid pain in you. Mm. I just got off the call with someone who was saying, why is my, what, you know, I tried to lead this model of resolution with my partner and he was unwilling. And I said, how did you respond? And she said, I got so frustrated with him and just threw my hands in the air and went, screw you. And I was like, okay, so instead of that, could you meet, could you feel the pain and yearning behind his unwillingness? Mm. She was like, what? And then I said, what was the pain? 
he was in and what was he yearning for and where she got to was oh my god he was feeling made wrong by my striving to resolve things and he was feeling pressured and out of his depth and his no was actually a yearning to find safety and to not do it right now and to not mm-hmm. say anything that might make things worse mm-hmm. yeah so we just actually get to dissolve the notion that someone has to be a villain this is groundbreaking revolutionary mm. and cutting edge like it's <laughs> it mm. profound yeah yeah and and i talk about it as actually like you in this period of our conversation have just grown peace on the planet i've just what sorry you've grown peace on the planet yes because in your heart regarding that situation there was not peace and now there's more peace so you've actually cultivated peace on the planet in the only place you can cultivate it which is in your heart you can't Mm -hmm. cultivate peace in the heart of another Mm -hmm. but you can bring that peace to them and you can start to kind of create the conditions where they get to be free as well Mm-hmm. Like we had this idea that peace on the planet has to be some global leader declaring peace or whatever, mm-hmm. or that all that, you know, capitalism has to fall or whatever. But actually, just look at where we're oppositional and dissolve it. Mm-hmm. That's peace on the planet right now, right here. I can do it anywhere, anytime. I don't need anyone to play. Isn't that amazing? Oh, I just want look to cry. You go. Look at you go. <laughs> Look at you go. Wow. Mm. Wow. I'm deeply, deeply, deeply moved. Thanks for being being so open and so willing to go there because I totally put you on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Totally put you on the spot. And actually, I love this because, you know, often I like to talk about the philosophies around this and around what this means and around, Mm. like, but actually we've just done we've just done it we've, we've just, just done it we've just done it instead and full circle you know going back to my yearning of yeah. being seen being open being expansive being like authentic you've met me in that through yeah. this conversation yeah and you just said to me thank you for being so open and it's like Thank you for receiving me. Mm, of course. Yeah. Yeah. All I do, like all I actually do is validate the shit out of every human being <laughs> for every moment of every experience they've ever had. On a very micro, nano level, like to the parts within us that need. And that we can't even validate in ourselves. We can't validate, no, because. Yeah unconscious and yeah. not aware of it and yeah. you can see that we can always yeah. see from the outside looking in so yeah. wow potent yeah and you know you're you know we might even think that our yearning and our pain is kind of obvious for us to see and their yearning and their pain is less obvious for us to see so mm. we could see it on that level but notice that when i came when i first started and said what were you yearning for it actually takes something to kind of go Oh, like to get out of the story of it and just go, <laughs> what did my beautiful heart, what did I long to feel through mm. that? And that even that's a bit beyond our view. 
Mm. And then when I said to you, what was the pain? What was it like for you when you got that response from them? It, you went into the story of it a bit and then I was just like, yeah, but what was that like? And then you were just like rejection. Yeah. <laughs> Badness, yeah. hurt, um, mm. dis- feeling dismissed. So even our own experience is out of our view. Mm. And so, and theirs is even more out of our view. So we, we're actually out of touch with the truth. And yet we go about this thing that we call communication without having any idea of the truth of the matter. Mm. No wonder it goes shit-shaped. Wow. Mm. You have an impeccable ability to connect with the truth and bring the truth forth into awareness and you do it in a way that, yeah, there is levels of discomfort, but ultimately what I sense and feel is so much safety and the mm. truth can be so brutal and the truth can be so hard, like hard. It's a hard pill to swallow, but you do it in such a loving, heartful way and it's a gift to humanity. Thank you. Well, all I did was ask your heart to feel those four truths. And that's a skill. Yeah. <laughs> that's sure. such a skill. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But notice how notice how when the heart feels four truths, there's nothing brutal about it. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. Just Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Thank you Thanks, so much. So I imagine people listening to this experience will want to know how the hell they can get in contact with you and what you have available. So please, what are your offerings? Cool. Um, You can find me on Instagram at James underscore fish underscore gill. That's where you'll find reels and posts kind of speaking to little junk food bites of this stuff. Mm -hmm. You'll find me on the web at leadbyheart.com. And in terms of coaching, I work one-on-one with individuals or couples mm-hmm. over the period of um, 12 weeks. There's a significant wait list at the moment for that, and the next intake will be in January. Mm-hmm. Um, an earlier opportunity to work with me, although I'm not sure when this podcast will come out, but on the 28th of October, my next nine-week group coaching program starts. Mm-hmm. And that is nine consecutive two-hour calls plus access to a learning portal and assignments and group chat and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's for individuals and couples in the context of a group. And the benefit to that is that can you imagine? Can you imagine if our conversation now had seven other people doing mm-hmm. the same work and sharing with their breakthroughs? You'd just be mm-hmm. like, oh my god, I got it seven times instead of yes. just one. Yes. Some people get a bit nervous about working in the group context because Mm. what we're sharing is so tender right so it feels a bit like oh i don't want to tell strangers but actually it's very supportive so there there are Mm. two ways i've actually also got um i booked a venue in balian in in bali a beautiful retreat venue called yama for may 2023 so i'll be running a a retreat a small retreat for people who really just want that kind of four-day immersive experience Mm-hmm. Um, so reach out if you want details for that that's wow. about, oh, and also at the end of november fingers crossed fingers crossed i will have an online course called mend which is six weeks of guiding you through 
a linear process that you can follow to transform any moment of upset. And that will be fingers crossed. I've just finished the written content, still got the audio and the video to do. And um, me and my amazing online learning specialist are going to try to have that out by the end of November. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Thank you. Thanks, I'll Sam. be including all of the links in the bio for anybody listening. And I absolutely love all these offerings. And I'll be in Bali in May. So this is exciting. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for joining me on this very uh, transformative experience. This Such, I feel so blessed to have shared this time. Thanks. Thank you. And for everybody listening, I will catch you on the next episode.